0: I want people to realize we're really all the same, and we should look to see the value in other people. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald.
1: Hello, and welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and learn their stories of how they overcame obstacles and built their businesses. Today, we get to hear from a local influencer who will be speaking at this year's TEDx Idaho Falls in March. Patrick Toussaint. Thank you so much, Patrick, for being here. Welcome.
0: Hey, you're very welcome, and it's an honor to be here. Thank you.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Um, We will see when we're done if you feel the same way. I'm kidding. I'm not too (laughs) tough on my... I'm pretty easy. All right, Patrick, you've been chosen to speak for Idle Falls TEDx. Can you tell the listeners what inspired you to apply for TEDx?
0: Yes, yes. I, I love, I, I grew up in Bronx, New York, and then Miami, Florida, and came to Idaho for school. And ever since I've been here since 93, I just, I just fell in love with this area. And I feel like I'm here for a reason. And one of the big things is Diversity. You know, there there are not a lot of African Americans living here and I notice that because of my personality and and my love of people, I mean I've had so many wonderful experiences. There's so many people that I've been able to help, so many people that because of my love of people and my love of service, they've some people have reached out to me and, and helped me become a better person. So at TEDx, I'm gonna be talking about how living in Miami, Florida, honestly, I was just treated as a color, as a threat. Um, it's unfortunate, but because of my race, boy, I'd go in stores or different places and people would just think, oh, that's, that's a black kid. He's gonna, he's gonna rob you. And they treat him like that. And my story, because of my mother and her background, I'm just, I just naturally love people. I care about people. So I lived in that kind of environment in Miami but then when I came to Idaho, it was just totally different, night and day difference.
1: And when you were in Miami, that was in your youth, like your formidable yeah, years where school, you were yeah. forming an opinion about who you were and yeah. all of that. Okay. So you came to Idaho. How old were you then?
0: I was, I was 18. I went to college here. Oh, okay. And it was completely different. People didn't treat me like I was a threat. And I just made so many awesome relationships, had so many awesome experiences. And I began to grow because I didn't hit the glass ceiling of, well, because of my color, the color of my skin, I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z. Living here, I've learned that I can do and be whoever I want to be. So it's And really you did
1: not expect that when you came to Idaho. No, no, no. Did you think probably the polar opposite? Because did you know that there wasn't much diversity in Idaho? Uh,
0: yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't-
1: Top of mind. Yeah, you were, yeah, it just
0: was, I was just excited to go to college and be away from my mom and dad because right? they were pretty strict. <laughs> and I'm an only child. Oh, yes. So it was just fun to be on my own and, and experience college. And, and I just love people. And when I was in high school, I was very active in sports and student body president and captain basketball team, all kinds of stuff. So, so my love of, of sports and people just grew
1: yeah, being at
0: college here. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just was in heaven. But I realized over time that I wasn't feeling like a threat. I wasn't feeling. To be honest with you, I didn't feel black. Hmm. People just treated me like a person and, oh, where are you from? Miami? Oh, that's cool. And tell me about this experience, that experience. And the more I got to know people and the different experiences on campus, off campus, uh, just just being a student in Idaho and meeting people and and just just making new friends and new experiences and people inviting me over to their homes. And I even went skiing and, and did that. <laughs> so just doing different things made me just just love people. Yeah. But honestly, the racial thing wasn't an issue. And like I said before, which is kind of crazy, I forgot that I'm black. And I've lived in Idaho for 25 years now. And usually when I get done and I go to a bathroom, oh, yeah, that's right, hey. There's a black guy looking at me, <laughs> back at me, because it's not, it's not even an issue. Because yeah, people right. here treat me. I'm just, just Patrick whatever. to people. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just Patrick.
1: So, what's the title of your talk then? Is it? Can you reveal your title? Maybe you can't. I'm
0: still working on that. Okay. I, I wanna, i I'm, I want to start with. I'm the son of a nun, because my mom was a Catholic nun. Yeah. But it's changing. It's evolving oh. as I get closer to,
1: okay.
0: uh, the date. So, anyway, so stay tuned.
1: Well, we will have to come and see. How's (laughs) that? Awesome. It's a great story. I think that not many of us, well, obviously we haven't had that same experience, (laughs) um, but how fascinating to be able to hear that and to really have it be about, you know, we're all here on the same journey, no matter what, color, race, you know, sexual orientation, whatever it is, we just need to help and love one another and it's a great great message, at least that's what I'm taking from it
0: yeah the the point is when I get done with my talk, I want people to realize we're really all the same
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we should look to see the value in other people and that's that that's if if I can nail that message, then I know uh, i I did a great job that's cool. the goal okay but i'm gonna I, I'm gonna add my story and the fun and my personality and you, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we can celebrate those similarities, so that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what it's like to prepare for a TED Talk. Okay. What process do you have to go through once you're chosen to get ready for that big day? It sounds like you're still working out some of those details. Yeah,
0: I, I love what the local group has done. What they've done is I had to audition,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and after a couple but of... But even
1: aud- before that, sorry, can I step you back? Sure, sure, go ahead. You, had to, you applied just applied. online and mm-hmm. said, here's my topic. Yes, And they chose you or they didn't choose you.
0: Well, I had to, so I I applied and then I had to present um, my topic.
1: Okay. And that was your tryout? Yes. Okay.
0: So I went through a tryout. Prior to the tryout, they did training. Okay. Then did the tryout. Then I was chosen.
1: So they're trying to set you up for success.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the cool thing is after I was chosen, then I had another chance to to present my topic, and then they critiqued. And then there's another opportunity this Thursday, in fact, uh, to present, and then they can t- critique so I can hone it Keep down. refining it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, their goal is to do that maybe two, three more times before March okay. when we have to actually have the TED Talk.
1: So you're feeling comfortable.
0: Yes. And they said something that at first I thought, well, that's kind of odd. They said, whatever your topic is, in the, in the beginning may change over time and the talk that you will give may not be that like topic at all. That's
1: your original thought, wow.
0: And I thought, well, that's odd, but I notice because it's been three months, four months, as I'm working on my talk and, and putting things together, I'll have different life experiences along the way that I'll say, you know what? I need to add that to the talk. And as I'm working on the talk, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to go at this angle, and it's just, it's evolving. So it's an its an evolution process to be a TEDx speaker.
1: Yeah, well, and perhaps you're having some inspiration as you go along.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. From absolutely. the
1: universe, whatever that is. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I agree. Completely. Of course. That's fantastic. All right, so how are you feeling about, like, are you at the point where you, this is about where you think it's going to be?
0: have I've hit the, last night I was working on it, and I got some aha moments and, and, I, and I put it all together. So I said, okay, boom, this is it. So we're in January and, and TEDx is in March. So I'm looking forward to bouncing it off some of the, 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 the trainers and the, the TEDx uh, organ, organizers and just getting their thoughts because they've been working with TEDx speakers for many years. Uh-huh. And I wanna get their pointers and then refine that but it's, I'm 90% there.
1: What a great experience to learn, especially just your speaking skills to be refined. Yes. Yeah. yeah, how fantastic. Fascinating, I love it. Um, well, it sounds to me, Patrick, that you are definitely one who is inspirational and probably prone to help others, sounds like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had a, when I was 13 in living in Miami, Florida, I was riding a bi- bicycle across a busy street and being irresponsible, I got hit by a car. And I I mean, the car hit me, I hit the windshield, went up in the air, land on shoulders, unconscious, blood all over the place, Uh, people ran, they got my mom, she saw me, she collapsed, they put a blanket over me, they said, hey, he's dead, and I mean, bad stuff. So the news was no broken bones, a week in the hospital, and I had 305 stitches. So at that point, they called me Lucky Boy. Rightly and I, so. And I was pretty cocky at that yeah, time. I like, yeah, let hit by a car. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you probably bragged about that to a oh, few yeah. people. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, two years later, near the same date, a day apart, riding a bike <laughs> in the street and get hit by a car again. You did not. Again.
1: Wow. Same
0: thing. A week in the hospital, no broken bones. But this time, not so cocky, but just very grateful and wanting to know, okay, why, I mean, two car accidents. I was just this little skinny kid.
1: Yeah, what? 13 to 15.
0: Okay, I have a reason for living. And from that point on, I've been looking for, searching for, okay, what, what is the universe? What does God want me to do? So I've been living a purposeful life from 15 on, looking for, okay, why am I alive? I shouldn't be here. And I'm almost 47 years old. And what I figured out was I've been blessed with lots of talents, gifts, and abilities to do one thing. And that's just to serve other people, to help people reach their goals, to help people overcome obstacles, just to help people be happy. And I've had, I've had so many awesome experiences of doing that. And people coming back and saying, hey, Patrick, because you said this, because you did that, you've helped me, you've helped my kids. Uh, thank you. You've inspired me. You've helped me reach this goal. And to me, that's what life's all about. That's when someone comes back and says, Patrick, because of you, I'm better this way. It's, like, it's as if somebody rolled a check for a million dollars and said, here you go.
1: It fills your cup. Yeah. So that has inspired you to start your own business. Is that true?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Plus I'm just, I just love helping people, but I, I I'm my own groove, my, my own my own person I, in the past where I've I've worked for somebody else it's interesting I've had I butt heads with the employer and not me saying hey, talking back or doing anything it's just like a little a weird jealousy type thing to where I'm just happy doing my thing and and people are like hey you see what Patrick's doing man he's doing great and he's doing awesome he's doing everybody's great.
1: compared to Patrick
0: so I've had employers <laughs> Just just be weird with me and huh. give me extra responsibilities that have nothing to do with
1: <laughs> what weird I'm supposed good? to do,
0: no just weird just uh-huh. and I think it's kind of a well, I'll show that patrick I don't know it's just it's just a
1: we're gonna humble you, patrick
0: yeah, but and I'm just doing my thing, it's yeah, right. not like I'm trying to be better than them, yeah, so because of several experiences like that I, I've decided to just let me just be an entrepreneur uh-huh. let me. And if I work for a company, I just want to be an independent contractor mm-hmm. because I have high expectations of myself. I'm one of those crazy guys that I love fitness and I love burpees and I love doing Spartan races. And on, on my birthday, I want to do whatever, however old I am, that amount of burpees on Facebook Live. <laughs> I love doing hard things. Mm-hmm. And to challenge
1: yourself. Yes,
0: yes. But just because I remember when I was 14 in school. And I learned about Albert Einstein saying that we only use 10% of our brain. I remember pondering that, thinking, there's you know, 90% that's just kind of there, just listening to dead sound or just weird sounds.
1: Patrick, I'm I'm sorry to stop you right there, but you've mentioned a couple of times about these epiphanies that you had in mm-hmm. your teens. Yeah. Why were you such a mature teenager? Like you really th- had some thoughts that were relatively mature for your age when you're talking about knowing that you were here to serve somebody and, and thinking about how Einstein said we only use 10 percent of our brains. I can tell you my 13 year old would never have thought those things. But you know why do you think that is?
0: I think being an only child uh-huh. and my mom and dad were from Haiti and they immigrated to New York, the US and and they they didn't really sit down with me and say son we're going to teach you about life and son my dad never took me out I said son let's go out let's just let me just have some father son time. My mom and dad they were just workers. Down to earth. They they worked hard and when they got home they worked at home. Mom always cooked. Dad would if he's home he's out in the yard tinkering around with things and and I love my parents and Life was great at home, but there wasn't a lot of interaction.
1: Yeah, they didn't treat you like a kid. Probably they treated you like an adult. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I was. a very strict household. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I never. They would never ask me. Hey, what's your opinion? So it was. I love my parents, but they were very. It was a dictatorial. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I home. get it. And then that yeah. the
0: age. I mean. Yeah. That's, that's
1: kind of how. The, it was. the
0: culture. The the age. The time. I mean, I was a kid in. I was a teenager in the eighties. So because of that, I spent more time watching television, listening to the radio, and I love school, and I love my teachers. And I really embraced school and, and, and learning. And, yeah, I just...
1: So this quote from Einstein, yeah. I interrupted you. So where did that take you? you? We use only 10% of our brain.
0: Yeah, so when, when I figured that out and I was pondering over that, since then, I've always tried to tap into the ninety percent that's just kind of there, and that's taken me into taking uh, martial arts, uh, reading books about how to how to um, tap into different parts of your mind, and and then the secret came out, the and then law of attraction. And Tony Robbins. So I've been reading lots of success books. Mm-hmm. And I've attended a seminar called Millionaire Mind in Utah. It's a, it's a two-day course. And I did it twice. And because of those things, I, yeah, I, I'm really into mental and, and, and believing in yourself. And, well, I'll just tell you the secret. I figured out the secret of how to be successful.
1: Well, let's hear it.
0: So the secret... Just after reading all these books, I found that the secret is: first of all, you've got to, to know what you want, and when you know what you want, and you say, you know what, I, for example, I, I want, I want to, I want to be a coach, a, a health coach for ten people. Okay. Okay. So I I've identified what I want. I want to be a health coach for ten people. Every month, I want ten people that I want that I want to help uh, with their fitness goals. Okay. So I've 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 narrowed down what I want now. I need to visualize doing that. Okay, have the visual have visualization, seeing myself working with ten people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But here's the kicker. The most powerful thing about helping a goal become a reality is I need to close my eyes and imagine the feelings
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: associated with working with ten people and. Renee, when I close my eyes and use my imagination and get lost in what it would be like and how it would feel and the laughing and, and, and the crying of, of them reaching their goals and the losing the weight or, or hey, I'm no longer diabetic, all those different things and the hugs and the thank you, Patrick's. When, I'm, when I close my eyes and I think about that and I feel this excitement, it's done. It That's all done. you
1: need for your motivation. It is done. Yeah,
0: it is done. That, that you can't when you throw feelings into something like that and you're visualizing it and you're, but you, the feelings just it just brings it into reality,
1: so obviously, those positive feelings generate more positive feelings, and you are yeah. ge- definitely a positive guy. But there have got to have been times. When you have felt discouraged, oh, or yeah. you've had some something in your mind like I'm not going to be able to accomplish this, how oh, yeah. do you overcome those feelings oh, yeah. of doubt?
0: So I I was I was sought after to work with this really really successful marketing company, okay. and they sought after me because the 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 owner wanted. He said, "Go get Patrick because he's worked with me before," and I said, um, "Sure, I'll, I'll check you guys out," and so they came after me and I went through a series of different interviews to make sure I was a fit. And I took their personality exam and, and everything. And after a couple of months, they said, OK, we want to make you an offer. And I said, OK, well, you understand this is this is my strength. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK. The, the technical detail thing is not my strength. Right. Right. But this is my strength. Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. So I said, all right, just make sure we're on the same page. So they hired me. We agreed on the salary and everything and bonuses. So they hired me. And it's funny. They hired me to be a a, a CFO. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I have a degree in finance. Okay. Okay. And I looked at that. and said, okay, I'll do that. But my strength is people. Oh, yeah, we want you to do that. We have, you have a staff to handle the numbers. Okay. Okay. So, all right. And things are great and things are wonderful. But... We hired someone to, to to handle the the technical uh, number crunching part of it. And we just didn't mesh together. Uh-huh. And it came to an abrupt end for me. Yikes. And it was an abrupt. It, I did not see it coming mm. where they said, you know, this isn't working and you're terminated as of right now. Yikes. And And that was hard just because I didn't see it coming. And it was just really abrupt. It just wasn't...
1: <laughs> you thought you'd been clear with what your yeah. talents were. And
0: and, and and it was tough for my wife because she was saying, well, they sought after you. You were honest with them. You said, this isn't your strength. I said, no, no problem, no problem, no problem. But it didn't. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, translate. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was hard. It was hard. And for me, how I rebounded from that, and I, I have to get spiritual. The car accident, me being alive after two car accidents, uh, opened the door for me to have a really, really strong relationship with my father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, with the uh, the job thing, I went to him and I said, "Okay, this was really." weird. Yeah,
1: why did I have to go down this journey? And yeah, it was short. It end. was
0: awesome. Yeah. It was a great experience, but the end was just abrupt and just just off. So here's what I'm gonna do. You have a plan for me. And I believe in something that one of my mentors, Jerry Hatch, taught me. And I believe that behind every adversity is the seed of an equal or greater benefit. So this adversity the reason why you just told you just abruptly <laughs> abruptly stopped this thing that was pretty good that was yeah. pretty awesome is you want me to go search for something that is equally or even more awesome yeah. than what i just experienced so that's that's been my uh that's how i handle adversity
1: do you feel like um Was that a revelation to you or was that just something that in that moment you were able to put that perspective on and say, this was a growth opportunity and now I'm moving on because I think myself, I would certainly be, you know, like maybe I'm, I'm, I don't have the skills, you know, I'd have all this self-doubt about my own abilities
0: Early in my life, yeah, I would have thought that in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. But because I've experienced so many different things, I mean, I'm I'm mid forty now. I've I've experienced a lot of fun things. I've, I've experienced some failures, but I've had so many experiences where I failed at something, but I kept I put my head down and I move forward because I just don't believe in quitting. I don't uh-huh. believe in mm-hmm. in worrying or. or Wallowing in negative. I just that's just not me. I, I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. My high school career. I played basketball all four years of high school I'm really big into fitness and, and training and pushing myself because I want to see what I can do the Albert Einstein thing Okay, 10% I want to try to get into that 90 and physically I want to see what I can physically accomplish So I'm always believing in pushing myself. There's a term uh, P-U-S-H push stands for persist until success happens. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that the more you, you push and you move forward and you step out of your comfort zone, you grow. So anything that, ne- in the past when I've had negative experiences, when I've tried to work through that, I found that on the other side, at the end of that, I've grown, I've matured, I've gained experience. People forget. People think, man, I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had this awesome house, I, this awesome spouse. And everyone wants the fun, fun, fun. But if you, if you had, if everything you wanted you got happened, you would, you really, how would you learn? Yeah, right. We learn more from our failures. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I look at failure or an obstacle as an opportunity to learn and grow. And if I'm doing that, now I feel like I'm tapping into the 90% that's just there.
1: So how do you motivate your clients? You you are doing um, physical coaching, yeah, yeah. right? Physical fitness, is yeah, that right? Yeah. So clearly you're going to have clients that come and they don't see things the way that you do. This Absolutely, push yeah. right. thing is beyond them. They're right. like, no, quitting will be just fine. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you do to motivate yeah. people who aren't like you?
0: Yeah. So I want to find out what their why is. And they tell me I want to lose 50 pounds, 100 pounds. Why? Well, because I just, I'm just i tired of being overweight or I wanna, I'm going on a cruise or something like that. I'm like, great, okay. So, so we come up with some plan. And then the key for me is, okay, every day I want you to text me. Hey, I'm working out. Hey, I'm eating right. S- send me pictures of the food. So I want a daily accountability mm-hmm. because I love people, but I do know people as well.
1: Yeah. I know <laughs> they that might the average just...
0: person, if I'm not around they will fall off the wagon. Right. And I've learned that over the years where I've helped people and I've been on the phone with people hours and I've been in their home helping out hours. I've done all this stuff and I've seen that when I'm not there, the excitement and enthusiasm goes away and if left to their own devices, they're just going to fall off the wagon and go back to their old habits. So I've learned over time that if I'm persistently daily Texting them, calling them, stopping by, checking up, checking up on them. Now they're, they're improving. They know they have somebody. Yes. (laughs) Because of our relationship, people don't want to let me down.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Because
0: they're like, okay, Patrick, I know Patrick's going to call, so I can't let him down.
1: But then back to that why, they really need to understand their why. So that when you're not there, that it motivates them because you won't be there forever.
0: True. But honestly, the trick for me is daily. Yeah. I'm texting them. Because I've noticed the first two weeks, three weeks, I have to do the daily thing. Now, they've seen that I'm persistent. And the phrase that always, that, that's been a, a real blessing in my life is, my persistence will crush your resistance. <laughs> okay? So I know that if I'm persistently calling them every day, texting them, checking up on them daily, they know if I don't do this, I'm going to have to explain to Patrick why I'm not doing it. Oh. And that right there helps people to 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 reach their goals.
1: Isn't it interesting? Uh, as a culture, we really are social and um, those relationships mm-hmm. are very motivating to us. We don't oh, want yeah. to let people down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've
0: so had the, I've made the mistake of wanting people's goals more so than, than they, they want did. them. Yeah. And in the past, I did it because I love people and they're awesome. Now I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to charge you money. You're going to pay me. And you <laughs> yeah, got me we're for 30 go days. are this
1: journey, then okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, you, you talked about having 10 clients a month, right? right? Yeah. I mean, is that, that's the journey that you're on, is to make sure that this uh, personal coaching yeah, is... that'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah, great. Because
0: I'm, I'm a natural if, if I can have, if I can do that full time, that'd be so rewarding. Yeah. Because there's so many people that would just love my energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had people say, Patrick, I love it when you're around and, and you're fun and you're, and this is good. And I thought, wait a second, if I turn it into a career, I'd be in heaven.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what um, they call your zone of genius. You do that well. You coach and teach. Yeah. 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 All so. right. Well, you talked a little bit about having been inspired by books you talked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe you could share with some of the listeners some of the books that, they, that you found inspiration from that they might.
0: Oh, yeah. The first one that's really, really huge has been The Jackrabbit Factor mm. by Leslie Householder. And that's an awesome, amazing book. It's only 87 pages long, so it's a short read. Yeah. It's a fun read, but it's very eye-opening. But she made a second Book, which is a continuation of the story, called Portal to Genius. And when I read that, mind blown.
1: Really? It just
0: blew me away. Okay. So you've got to read Jackrabbit Factor to read Portal to Genius. And I notice now that you can buy the book, one book where both of them are just it's just one continual story. Uh huh. And the, both titles on the the cover. And those two just really just man, it, it just opens the door to what you need to do. Like I said earlier, just the feeling. I mean, everyone knows that, hey, have, a, have you visualize your goal and write it down and, and have a mission statement. But the feeling, there is so much power in closing your eyes and imagining reaching that goal and the feelings that are going to stir up inside of you, um, when, when, you have the, when you reach your goal. If you do that, the universe is going to bust through your door and bring that gold to you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I have heard, I'm not an athlete. Obviously, you know this better than I do. But they do that with uh, competitive athletes. Oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. You visualize all of those. When you're Michael Phelps and you're winning the gold medal because you're swimming, you, have, you visualize all of that.
0: Yeah, it's, our His mind is so, so powerful. Yeah. So powerful.
1: All right, Patrick, uh, anything else you want to tell our listeners today before we wrap this up?
0: I look at the number of people that are really, really wealthy, and I think the number is 1% of the U.S. And I look at the number of people that actually have written goals and review them on a regular basis, and that number is like 2% of the U.S. So there's a correlation between not just wealth, but success. If you're, if, you're, if you're having goals and you're writing them down, and, and you're sold out to, to accomplishing your goals and reaching your goals, if you do that, life is just so much more rewarding. It's just, and, you're, and, you'll, and you'll look forward to failing because failing, you learn more when you fail. Fa- failure is, is a way for you to say, okay, obviously this isn't working, let me work on something else to see if that will work. And when you change to overcome an obstacle, now you're growing. Yeah. People forget. Um, Thomas Edison was it ten thousand tries?
1: A lot. <laughs> and then he figured out <laughs> mm-hmm. how to
0: have create the, the electricity in the light bulb. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to do that, and look at the the millions, trillions of people that he's blessed because of that, we should all realize that we're just this close to a to a. So the genius, finding the genius within, our, within ourselves and having that success that can influence many, many people in the future. If we just push, persist until success happens, don't quit. Learn th- from your failures.
1: I think there's a quote that says the only failure is quitting or something like that. I think yeah. there's, that's a really powerful because so many of us get almost to the cusp of success, especially in business. And it's so hard and it looks so bleak and we give up. Um, instead of push through. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you've just said.
0: Yeah, inaction is just bad. <laughs> it's bad. Just know, I'll end with this. You look at a, a mouse in a in a maze. When the mice get to a dead end, they don't sit there and cry, cry and wallow in their tears. They turn around and look for another, another way. Yeah. In the book, the um, Who Moved My Cheese?, the story about the two mice and two little people. Yeah. I love that book because yeah. it shows that we like to him and haw and wonder and complain while Sniff and Scurr, they're off and- <laughs> they're, Figuring they're, it they're, out. Yeah, they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully we can remember that and and just push, just just keep moving forward, just keep moving forward. Fail, fail your way to success, Just just keep going.
1: Yeah, it's great advice, thank you. Patrick, I wanna thank you so much for your inspiring interview today. After hearing your stories, it gives me hope for my own challenges and reinforces the fact that perseverance and faith really does pay off. Um, We've just got to remember to hold on to our passion for our goals and be resilient. So um, if all of you would like to hear Patrick in person, you can see him at TEDx. Idol falls in March. So I'm not promoting that, but I should promote it just for you. So get your tickets and go see him. Um, And if they would like to work with you, Patrick, how would they get a hold of you?
0: Um, Facebook, my, my cell number.
1: I mean, that's... <laughs> well, um, Facebook is at PT, your best life. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure to put that, um, on the website sure. so that they can find that. Um, and thanks again. As a reminder, East Idaho entrepreneurs is sponsored by Oswald service and repair located in Idaho falls and Rexburg. I'd like to share a recent review that we received from Kyle in Rexburg. He says, these guys will take care of you the right way. While a competitor just handed me the keys, Oswald called me by name. They checked out my car and told me certain things I needed to look out for and watch to make sure my car would run 100%. And if that's not enough, when I got into my car, I noticed they cleaned my dashboard and my windows. If there were more stars on this thing, I would give them more. So that was one of our recent Google reviews up in Rexburg. So thank you, Kyle, for that review. Uh, If you would like to experience honest automotive repair and excellent customer service, please visit visit us in Idaho Falls or Rexburg because our family looks forward to taking care of your family. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast, proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.